Welcome to the MSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. My name is Susan Sellers, and I'm the producer and today's host. This podcast has been made possible thanks to the generous support from the Yuma Officer Spouses Club. Joining me today is Debbie Dodge to talk about Lead for Change, a leadership initiative for adolescents and teens that believes leadership plus service equals measurable change. Debbie, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. It's so great to be here and I'm so excited to share. Well, I'm looking forward to our listeners learning more about Lead for Change. Would you share briefly about your organization and the student leadership program? Absolutely. Well, Debbie Dodge, I am the grant manager for the Lead for Change student leadership program. We are a program that is completely funded by the Novak Family Foundation. And the Lead for Change program is a free program for grades 6 through 12. And we are excited to be going into our 10th year. I'll talk a little bit about that as we get into this. But I wanted to speak a little bit about the Novak Family Foundation. And we really develop and fund innovative grants in areas of student leadership, diabetes, juvenile diabetes, which is type 1 diabetes, hunger relief, early childhood education, and military families. We do a lot with military family support, and we're really proud of that. Our mission really is to help those in need to achieve their full potential. And our goal is to support high-impact projects that are led by passionate leaders who are committed to outstanding execution. And we are now reviewing some of our small grants from the Novak Family Foundation, and it's kind of exciting to go through those. So as I mentioned, we're entering our 10th year, and it's unbelievable. We have almost nearly 15,000 educators all across the country in every state that participate in Lead for Change with their students. And in the past nine years, we have given away $2.45 million in grants to charities and even to schools if they decide they want to give the grant to the school. So um, let's talk a little bit about what is Lead for Change. And Lead for Change includes leadership lessons where students work as teams and they learn team skills and then they take, then we take the students through, through the series of lessons to introduce the leadership principles. And as they're learning leadership principles, they're actually working on their project and it simultaneously kind of factors in. And everything can be done virtually or in person. We have student teams that meet virtually via some type of Zoom or Microsoft Teams or what have you. And when they complete the lessons, they've actually completed their service project. And then we ask them, tell us your story. And they enter in the Lead for Change Challenge where they have a chance to win up to $10,000 for their service project. And we have two deadlines. The first deadline is the first Friday in February. And the second deadline is, I believe it's the second Friday in May. But all of that is on our website at leadforchange.org. And the rules to the, to the challenge are, are all listed there as well and how easy it is to enter. So we've given a lot of money away. 
and and we've taught students wonderful leadership skills for life. I would like to explore just a little bit. You mentioned that the funding for Lead for Chains comes from the Novak Family Foundation, and this foundation was actually created by David Novak, who right. is the former CEO of Yum Brands. Yes, that's correct. And he believed the, in the importance of helping those in need to fulfill their potentials. And as you mentioned, a lot of the programs focused on the Novak Family Foundation have to do with our young people, um, particularly students. Why does he believe in so much of having the focus for the foundation be supporting students? Well, I met David 12 years ago. And he had just completed a leadership book. Now, David is a leadership guru. He teaches leadership. He taught leadership in his global company of Yum Brands, where he retired, I think, eight years ago. And through his teaching and taking the, his learnings of, of uh, leadership to his company, and he, he taught all his managers who then taught their managers and so on and so forth. So this was like the culture of the of young brands is is really leadership skills and and how to lead with passion and commitment and of course they were a company and so they were looking at um obviously profitabilities as well but when i met david he had just finished writing a leadership book so he taught this leadership skills and leadership principles and his staff said you know you should put this in a book and so that's exactly what he did he put it in a book called taking people with you how to get big things done, because we all know big projects or even small projects, you need to have people that you can work together. So you're building that team aspect. And I was working, I was the um, senior director of education at USA Today newspaper. And I met David and, and he said, you know, I'm really passionate about teaching leadership skills to young people. And I wrote this book, and I think the principles in this book could really be adapted to lessons for students in sixth through twelfth grade. So we took, you know, we took a look at that, and within USA Today, and we started to develop lessons for teachers and students. And as we're doing this and launching this sixth through twelfth grade program, the Novak family and David is so committed to leadership, they went beyond that. They said, what can we do for young children? What can we, how can we teach young people how to be leaders? So they fund a program for K, I think pre-K through fifth grade called Global Game Changers. And that's a free program online, easy access. And, um, uh, and from Global Game Changers, then we pick up six through 12, with Lead for Change to teach leadership to sixth through 12th grade students. And from there, David has funded the Novak uh, Leadership Institute at the University of Missouri in Columbia. And David is a graduate there, he's an alumni, he and his wife. So they support that. So it's a really strong leadership pipeline. It really focuses his commitment. Since he retired from Young Brands, he's now the, the president and CEO of, a, of a, his own company called David Novak Leadership, where he does a lot of podcasts like this on leaders that uh, are CEOs in all walks of life, from military people to educators to business people and so on, and sports. So that really kind of pulls that leadership strand with the Novak Family Foundation and that they really believe in it. And they not only talk about it, 
they walk the talk and they are committed to what they do. Well, it sounds like it's a, a complete progression from early age all the way through preparing them uh, to embrace their future as as future leaders. And one of the elements that stood out to me with this particular program was the development of social and emotional skills, that that seemed to be something um, that they believe was really critical for our future leaders. What has the research shown when it comes to leadership and having these strong social and emotional skills? Well, it's very important, social emotional skills. And I can tell you, I've been involved in this program since the start and the projects that are coming in, uh, most of them are dealing with mental health issues. Kids are, you know, it's, it's a different world out there and, um, and they want to help each other and they want to really help each other. So, we got involved with Castle, which is kind of the, the blueprint for social emotional learning. And uh, we took a look at the alignments for, for social emotional learning, like what are, what are all of the benchmarks there? And then we matched that up with our lessons and said, how do we meet that? And we did, and we met all of those points that are on the standards. And you can find that on our website and, and the alignments for our lessons. But, you know, we believe that Lead for Change really is a proven resource to strengthen social emotional skills because that's a critical need to, in, to build leadership. So over a year ago, we said we need to do an independent study. So we commissioned a, um, an education company that does research in education. And for one year, we followed two middle schools and six high schools from across the country. And what the purpose of that was, is that we wanted to measure the social emotional skills and we wanted to measure their leadership ability. Did it change? So we followed these, these students from start of the program to the end of the program, which was a whole school year. And we also, we, we asked them questions like a pre-survey before and a, a post-survey after. We also did the same thing with other students in the school that were not in the program to see what their ability is. And from that, our leadership, what, what we did is we had 10 factors and this company, the, the research company took 10 factors from uh, not only overall leadership, but self-efficacy, perspective taking, self-confidence, ability, adaptability, self-management, and so on and so forth. And the, the, the percentages of growth for leadership, overhaul leadership was 60%. The self-efficacy was 55%. Self-confidence, 49%. Teachers tell us, oh my God, all of a sudden these kids that are like, they're not opening up, are opening up and they're sharing and they, they want to contribute to the conversation. Um, adaptability, 46%. Respect for others, which is huge, 54%. Um, ambition and in innovation is at 53%. So all of that is on our website under our research button, but um, there's an executive summary there. And then there's a full, full report where you can see all the stats and statistics, but we are evidence-based. We were really pleased with these results and, um, you know, we are making a difference and, and I've seen it. I have seen it with students that have gone on to college that are coming back and they're saying, oh, what I learned from Lead for Change, I really take with me and 
I'm a better, I'm a better leader. And you know what? Our adults, our teachers, our, our those that teach the program, because we have parents teaching, we have students that are student team leaders that are teaching, teachers and so forth. They learn leadership skills and hone, you know, really sharpen their leadership skills in the process. So, you know, it, it is a program that works and I'm very proud to work for it. Well, you certainly have the research to substantiate the information that you've shared with us today, but I think getting that feedback from prior uh, participants in the Lead for Change program, to me, that would validate that you're on the right direction, that you're succeeding, you know, even more than the research that just, you know, has to show you that it is making a change. And I think one of the more noteworthy elements of this particular program is the element of community service, because this goes back to Lead for Change is a mission, which is leadership plus service equals measurable change. I'd love for you to elaborate on how community service plays a role in becoming a successful leader. Okay, let me start by just explaining the, the lessons. So the lessons are available online in a six lesson track or a 12 lesson track. And they are really the same lessons, except the six lesson track is more bundled up. It's good for block scheduling, you know, for 75 or 90 minute classes. But what the lessons do, and they're available in a teacher edition and a student edition, corresponding student edition. Students can grab the lessons off the website. They're on Google Classroom, and so can educators. They can print out, they can work online. They're available in any format that is that where students use um, their, their lessons and technology. So we teach the leadership principles through the lessons. And then the lessons, as I said, guide them through the project step by step. So students go through the go through the lessons, and it, at the end of every lesson, there's a now what or so what now what, and that that question. I don't know. I remember when I was in, in you know school, and I had to learn something, and I'm like, why am I learning this? So what? I, I don't know if I'll ever use this in my life. Well, we tell them, this is where you're going to use it. And what's the next step? Because what's next, now what? You're going to learn how to build a team or you're going to learn how to do your, your uh, elevator speech and the progression so that they know what's coming up next. So they're going to create a team. They're going to name their team. And a team is three or more students. They are going to then research a need in their community. What are they passionate about? What do they want to have a voice and choice in, of, of changing? Is there something there that somebody there that in need of their community, they can help. They have to work with a, with a charitable foundation. Then they're going to create an action plan. They really make their, how they're going to make their big goal. They're going to get creative. They can think of different ways in which they can help. And then how do they share their message? Develop an elevator speech. How are you going to share what you're doing in, you know, 30 seconds or less? And what does that look like? What's important to share? And from there, um, you know, sometimes things don't go what's planned. So how are you going to overcome some of those barriers to success? What are some things that you need to shift or pivot? You know, we had back in March of 2020, we had students working on their project and all of a sudden they're not going to school. And they pivoted and they they did it through virtual virtual learning, which was amazing. So, um, you know, and and then we want them to celebrate their success. 
and to recognize the people that helped them along the way. David Novak is very huge on purposeful recognition. How can you know how how to recognize people for whatever they did to help you? You know, when when you get a compliment or someone says, "Hey, Susan." Great job. This was really good. And I really appreciate all that you did to get to make this happen. It, it does build. Within that trust and within that appreciation. And um, so, you know, this, this is building leadership skills. For life, as I said, and uh, it's not a 1 and done program. It really is teaching them life skills. So, Susan, to answer your question about community service and why does it play a role in a successful leader? These are students that are looking to do something for the greater good in their community. And how do you lead that charge? How do you create that change? And that's what we why we have the community service piece in the Lead for Change project or Lead for Change program because we want them to practice what they just learned. And to go out there and demonstrate those leadership skills that they they just acquired and the more they practice, the better they come as a leader. I completely agree with you. I think the more that we invest in our community, the better our community becomes and teaching our youth to, at the to do this at a, you know, at an early age, um, you're never too young to be part of your community and you're never too young to make a difference in your community. So I really, uh, I really like that element um, with this particular leadership program. And I know MSEC student to student has really embraced this and is now going to start incorporating lead for change and part of their educational models as well. But I would love to hear from you though. What is your maybe uh, your favorite part of this particular program? Something that resonates with you? Oh, okay. Um, there's so many. <laughs> you know, one that stands out to me, and they are they have participated in Lean for Change every single year, and it's been nine years. They're going into their tenth year. Is um, Eisenhower High School. And they are in Lawton, Oklahoma. And this is a small community. I believe there might be a military base that is not too far from there. But one of the educators in the school in the high school was trying to get freshmen acclimated to high school life. Okay. And so she found Lead for Change, <laughs> which was called Lead to Feed back then. And we changed our, our name about four years ago. And so what she wanted to do is, is to have the upperclassmen mentor the freshmen. And, and that's exactly what she did. And she used Lead for Change as the mentoring tool to get students that are freshmen, incoming freshmen, involved within their school, their community. I mean, they're coming from a middle school now into a high school. It's a big school. I've been there. And so what they did is the is the sophomores trained the freshmen the following year the freshmen are now sophomores and they're training the incoming freshmen and about let's see four years ago five years ago we went to the school because we celebrated the first graduating class because these original freshmen are now seniors and they're graduating and they're going on to you know further either education or the military or, or work. 
and and we gave them a special all in award of $20,000 through the course of their participating in lead for change. I will say they have won nearly $100,000 in their projects and they've worked with the Salvation Army. They've done all sorts of different projects. A lot of them were around hunger around those people in need and we were really proud of them this past May at the deadline, they just won $10,000 for their project as well. So it continues on and continues on. And we developed graduation honor cords for the seniors. And now we, we give them out to all of our seniors that graduate and have participated in Lead for Change. Well, I think that's a, a tremendous accomplishment to see the longevity of a, of a project all the way from when they were freshmen to when they were seniors. And it has that pay it forward concept, you know, you're investing in them as mentees and then they're transitioning into leaders and mentors uh, for the for the underclassmen. And I know another element that is part of lead for change is the story aspect. And you touched on that just a little bit at the beginning of the podcast but I would love to wrap up today's podcast because that's what makes our series so special are the stories. And most of these students have a, a, an element where they tell their story or they share something at the conclusion of the project that they conducted uh, with Lead for Change. Is there one that maybe stands out to you or one that you could summarize for our listeners just to sort of conclude on how special a program this really is for our students? Okay, I'm going to try to do this without getting emotional. <laughs> so there is a high school in Miami, Dade County Public Schools, and it's called the Dash School. It's the Design and Architect Senior High School. And um, we were working with one of their teachers who teaches social science, and she has the whole ninth grade. And every year they've participated in Lead for Change. And this one particular year, and we'll all remember this, is they were working on a project and Valentine's Day came and there was a terrible shooting in Parkland. In, in Parkland. And, uh, and this is a special, the Dash School is, is, a, is an art school. They're in the downtown district of Miami, right in the art district. It's, it's beautiful down there, but the school is little, and it's, you know, it's, it's not, um, it's not a really big high school. So these kids are really close to each other and they do amazing art to go in there and see the sculptures and the artwork that do is amazing. So they were working on a project and when, when that happened at Parkland, they met with their teacher, Mrs. Hernandez, and they said, we are going to change our project. We need to fix this. This is not right. There, there's mental issues. So there, there's mental, there's mental issues and we need to fix this. So we want to change our project. And she said, okay, what do you want to do? We need to put helpline numbers out there for students to see. This was the next day. And, and when they met with Mrs. Hernandez, she had all intentions of resigning. She said, I'm not going to put myself in this situation. I have two little girls home. I, you know, I, I, I don't want to be afraid when I go to school because of the shooting. 
and so um, the students really convinced her. She didn't she didn't tell her students, but when they came to her and said, we, we want to change our project, we want to do these these um, these um, 800 numbers and um, we just need to put these numbers out there so students can see them. So she said, all right, what would that look like? And so they named their team uh, No More Stalling, Just Call. They created signs that had local 800 numbers or local helpline numbers in, plus national helpline numbers in from, you know, you need somebody to talk to, you have suicidal issues, you, um, what, whatever the issue is, and they had it there. And then they put these signs on the back of every bathroom stall in their school. So when students were in the privacy of a stall, they could write the number down and when they're somewhere else, they could make a phone call if they need it. Well, they won $10,000 for that. And the district was so impressed and moved by that, they had three of the students go to the school board meeting. I was there and they explained their project. They had a short video that they showed and the school board was, the members of the school board were amazed. And this one woman that's on the board spoke up and she said, you know, I wish, I wish this was, um, this, this program was in my brother's school. My brother committed suicide when he was in high school. And I think every, every stall, every bathroom stall in middle and high schools in this school district should have a sign on the back of the, of the, of their wall of the, the door in the stall. And that's exactly what they did. And they put out signs in every restroom in every bathroom in middle and high schools. It was, it just was amazing for me. And I, you know, I can tell the story, but the teacher herself, when she tells the story, that's it. There's not a dry eye in the whole place, but well, that, that I will never forget. I can see why you would never forget that. That is truly a, a powerful story. And thank you very much for sharing that with our listeners. I think it paints truly um, the picture that we would hope for that people have a better understanding of the, the program for Lead for Change. So for our listeners, we will include information on our show's notes of the Lead for Change website and um, also will include some information on that research that Debbie mentioned earlier. Debbie, thank you for not only sharing about the program Lead for Change, but also for sharing the stories that show how our young people are never too early to make a difference in their community and are really leading us to a better future. So yeah. we really appreciate you coming on today. They're amazing. I just want to say if I, I'm so honored to be here and be here with you and share uh, this information. And if you're interested, go to leadforchange.org forward slash join, and you'll get instant access to everything. Everything is free. We give money away and we want to hear your story because I know there's a story there to tell. You've been listening to the MSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. You can listen to this podcast and those archived by topic when you subscribe and download at Podbean, iTunes, and Google Play. 
MSEC supports all military-connected children by educating, advocating, and collaborating to resolve educational challenges associated with the military lifestyle. Learn more about our partnerships, programs, and initiatives at militarychild.org and follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram for the latest on our enduring mission to serve the children of those who serve us all. Thank you again to the Yuma Officer Spouses Club for their generous support of this podcast. Until next time, live a great story. Thanks for listening. Thanks.